0: What's going on, football fans? It is crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Network. And you know what that means. It is time for a little bit of Dolphins and Chargers talk here. Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins and David Drogemeyer.
1: You got locked it. Locked on
0: Chargers. All right, you know, I, I I listened to a couple locked on Chargers episodes this week. So you know, phonetically I want to get it down. I got there. So that that's a big win in the belt already. So um We'll see who takes the big win at the end of the weekend, but I'm claiming the one here off the top. So uh, David Drogmeier and Kyle Krabs of Locked on Chargers and Locked on Dolphins. And we are here to set the table for Sunday night football as the Dolphins visit the Chargers SoFi Stadium. Obviously a lot at stake for both of these teams. The Chargers looking to climb back above 500 in the midst of the wildcard race and the Dolphins trying to keep pace with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East standing. So David, uh, I'm First and foremost, how are you doing? And second of all, let's hear about these Chargers and what's the most pressing storyline coming into this week in your eyes when you think about Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, no, I'm doing really well. I uh, appreciate you asking. And as far as this game is concerned, I think the biggest storyline for the Chargers is it's do or die. I mean, it's really in a situation to where they're 6-6 six and six. right now. They're a game back in the AFC. But, you know, the way things are shaking out right now, the, the Chargers really can't afford – to lose pretty much any more games if they want to really have any kind of serious uh, intentions on making the playoffs. So it's really about keeping pace for the chargers and and they absolutely have to have this victory. So it's, it's about continuing. It's about getting on a winning streak and staying on it so they can really um, get their way into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So I think about the chargers and, and obviously they played a lot of one score games, you know, they they've been in a lot of closely contested battles and, and Miami uh, up until these past three weeks or so has largely found themselves in the same shoes. So uh, I'm sure they will stress both of us out to no end, but you you talk about kind of do or die, right. Yeah. And, and a little bit of, I don't want to say desperation, but there's a sense of urgency to this, to this game for both sides. So I'm curious from your perspective, uh, when I think about the chargers, I, I think about how beat up this team has been and, and a lot of unfortunate breaks with injuries and missed time and, Obviously, there was a trio of offensive players who did not play against the Raiders last week. was curious what kind of vibe you had for center Corey Lindsley, right tackle Trey Pipkins, and wide receiver Mike Williams, who are all impact players when they're out there on the field for the Chargers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They are. And I think that the biggest, most important name there is the center, Corey Lindsley. Corey Lindsley is in the concussion protocol, although according to Brandon Steele, he's progressing through it. Um, I guess there's some some rules about not getting too specific about how that's happening, but he did miss last week's game because of that concussion. I think, uh, you know, honestly, if I have to put my money on it, I think there's a very good chance that he is going to come out of that concussion protocol and he will be able and available for this game on Sunday night. Mike Williams is another player who, uh reportedly returned to practice as well today although the chargers just did a walkthrough. um so getting him back uh would be very very important to be able to pair with keenan allen for the first time since pretty much week two i mean those two guys have not been on the field nearly enough together unfortunately for trey pipkins uh Uh, Head coach Brandon Silly said that he is still not going to return to practice tomorrow when they go back full. So it doesn't look good for his availability for Sunday night. But obviously things can change in a hurry for the Chargers. But they desperately need at least Corey Lindsley and Mike Williams to come back to be able to really stack up offensively with the Miami Dolphins, which we know very well can score and score in a quickness.
0: Yeah, and and that's the storyline for Miami. As I think about the Dolphins, is getting back on track offensively. You know, they had a couple of explosive plays for touchdowns. Trent Sherfield, 75-yard touchdown on the opening play from scrimmage against San Francisco, and the Tua Tonga hit Tyreek Hill on a deep throw in the fourth quarter, 45 yards for another touchdown uh, to pull the Dolphins within six points of San Francisco before. Uh, late game situation stuff broke. They had a turnover on downs on a controversial ruling on an incomplete pass. San Francisco kicks a field goal. Then you get a strip sack that's returned for tight. So things got off the rails in a hurry there in the last five minutes or so. But, you know, Miami had been humming. They'd strung together the most consecutive games in which they'd scored 30 points since I believe 95 wow. this season. So in and, and 2000, 2009, they had a same four game stretch. So it's it's, it's been a while in a minute since the Dolphins have been able to score that kind of points. and. I think that was the thing that stung a lot of Dolphins fans when they looked back at the San Francisco game, never mind the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo suffered an unfortunate injury, so you have a yeah. seventh-round pick playing quarterback, but Dolphins had guys running pretty open mm. down down the field against the 49ers, and for whatever reason, Tua Valoa played this game a little amped up uh, and, and a little too amped up where he missed some open throws down Very the field.
1: uncharacteristically, too. I mean, he's usually Absolutely. very accurate, right? I mean, that... yeah.
0: So, so I, I think the the absence of Teron Armstead probably compounded the the urgency inside the pocket for Tua to, to make sure that, uh, to have that internal clock. Sure. But it, it felt like he was playing faster than he usually had all season. And this was comfortably the, the Dolphins' worst game offensively and Tua's worst game offensively where you look up and he's nine 8 of 19 at one point in this game or so. Uh, like you said, extremely uncharacteristic for Miami. So for me, I think about the Dolphins, this is all about refinding your rhythm, learning the lessons that need to be learned, and hopefully getting back on track and getting back to kind of what your money makers were for Miami. A lot of middle of the field throws that they've had a lot of success with that they tried to run just a little deeper because you have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw back there. So I, I would expect... Uh, Derwin James will have a big hand in defending the middle of the field for the Chargers, but those linebackers and Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil are going to have to be up to the test because I think Miami's going to come back to the well there.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, if you look at the stats for Tua and, and where he likes to throw the football, 1,760 of his passing yards are over the middle of the football field. I mean, and that's like it's a huge disparity. I mean, I think yeah. he's at 2880 or, or around there overall. So it's a large portion. He likes to target. I mean, hey, if you got the amount of speed demons that you guys have. I mean, the, all you got to do is to get the ball in their hands and, and let them work. And they, they like to do that over the middle of the field. So that is definitely something that the chargers need to be very aware of. You know, you asked me about injuries. I'm, I'm curious about the dolphins injuries and where they're at sp- specifically with the left tackle and, and, and their situation and also Tua with, with his ankle um, injury as well. Is there any updates on, on what the, that's looking like for the dolphins?
0: Yeah. So Mike McDaniel met with the media early this week on Monday and, uh, Said that there was no expectation for Tua Tungavalo. it's to miss time. They were probably going to be calculated with his workload during the week. Um, but Tua immediately after the game came out and said, you know, I, I'm as, I feel as good as I can after a game like this in, in which, you know, he got knocked around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he got because, battered a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, got Greg Little in there. And and I think the Dolphins affirmed that because they went out and they, they signed Eric Fisher uh, <laughs> this week. And I don't think you'll see Eric Fisher, but I do think you will see Teron Armstead. Uh, Mike McDaniel said that uh, Toronto Armstead was very close to playing this past Sunday against the 49ers. Uh, and with an extra week of rest, it's one of the things that that I have a great admiration for, for Toronto Armstead is he's as an athletic dynamic guy who who's getting into the, the middle stage of his career. Well, it's a lot of stress on the body and he's got yeah. some bumps and bruises and banged up and, but he likes to play through it. And he, um, he was telling people immediately after the the Houston Texans game uh, according to Cam Wolf of NFL Network that he was planning on playing against the 49ers so i think they probably protected him from himself a little bit sure but now that we're back in conference play and, and you're suddenly a, a half game behind the bills and you got a head to head with the bills upcoming next week I think there's a sense of urgency for the Dolphins, just as there is for, for the Chargers. It's just for different stakes. But I think because of that, you will probably get to see Teron Armstead lace up and play tackle for the Dolphins on uh, Sunday night football. Now, we have to get into the matchups, the specific matchups of this contest. But before we do, we want to tell you about our friends over at Audible who are releasing an awesome slate of new football podcasts that we know you're going to love because we love them ourselves. Make sure you check out Block Forever, available on Locked On NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level, giving football fans and insiders look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. He sits down with star players, coaches, and former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes, inside the locker room, during team meetings, and back at the hotel. Ryan and guests discuss topics like the player's psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. There is nothing that is out of bounds. It is available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. So head over to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts now. Audible, get in the game. So, David, uh, matchups, Dolphins, Chargers, Some star power in this game. Obviously, you have the quarterback storyline, which I'm just so thankful that we avoided talking about the fifth and sixth pick of the 2020 NFL draft for the first 10 minutes of this show because you know it's going to be all they talk about on Sunday leading up to the game. So, where's your head at as far as matchups that you're interested in talking
1: yeah. I mean, obviously we have to, we have to discuss it, right? I mean, it, right. it is, it is Justin Herbert versus Tua, but I mean, I, I think that's just so overblown. And I think a lot of people are really hedging their opinions on both of these quarterbacks by the outcome of this football game, which I think is not fair um, because they're not actually playing each other. <laughs> the, right. the Justin Herbert's playing the, the Dolphins defense and Tua is playing the Chargers defense. And you know, the, whoever wins it's a team game I just I, there's so much put on, on this matchup and they're going to be linked forever I mean that that's that that draft class with, with Joe Burrow included I mean those guys are going to be tied and linked together for the rest of their playing careers but by no means is this Tua versus Justin it's the Chargers versus the Dolphins so that that's a big matchup but I want to kind of get that out of the way but as far as a big matchup I'm looking at that is going to be something that could impact the way this game is played is Xavier Howard versus Keenan Allen. And I think yeah. those two guys are, are two superstars on both sides of the ball. I mean, Xavier Howard's been a star corner in this league for a very, very long time. He's got paid um, to be that. And, you know, you looking, looking at the numbers, he's allowing a reception percentage around 63, 64%. So he's been fantastic this year. Keenan Allen's been coming back from an injury. And he has really started to see his workload pick up more and more. And he is healthy. And I feel like he's going to be targeted early and often in this football game. So that matchup with those two alpha males butting heads is going to be something that's going to be very fun to watch in this one.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of fireworks for sure to be had there. And both of these players are guys who have been kind of playing through some stuff early in the season. Xavier Howard had groins on the injury report. So he had an injury to both sides. Yes. (laughs) So, but he played through it. He only, he missed one game against the jets back in week five. Uh, and other than that, he's played through it And, and you've seen in stretches, um, he's been a step slower than probably what you expect. It contributed to why he didn't get his first interception of the season until this past week against the 49ers. But, uh, Uh, It it really felt like the bye week did him well as far as movement skills and looking a little bit more like his old self. So the Dolphins are uh, obviously excited to get him a little bit back closer uh, to full strength. And I would even consider the other side, whether it is Josh Palmer or Mike Williams or whoever lines up at that other wide receiver spot versus a UDFA for the Dolphins in Cater Kohu from Texas A&M Commerce who kind of claimed the nickel spot right off the jump as a UDFA. Uh, Their typical nickel, Nick Needham, who's out for the year, played the other outside corner because Miami has been playing the waiting game to see when Byron Jones is going to return from offseason Achilles surgery. And they have not dismissed or said that that's not going to happen, but it won't happen this week because they left him at home for this two-week road trip to the West Coast. So Kader who has been uh, just an absolute delight as far as his instincts, tackles, he gets up on the perimeter. So you think about all those receptions for Austin Eckler underneath when they're playing zone coverage. But Kohu was a player that San Francisco early in the game made sure that they found and went after a little bit and tried to target. And right now he's playing with a, a soft cast on his on one of his hands. So there's a couple dynamics for Cater between his inexperience and the soft cast where I'll be fascinated to see, especially for a guy like Palmer, who has found his footing this season as far as being an impactful receiver in this passing game. Um, that really has my interest because you know Keenan and X are going to get their wins against each other. There's sure. no doubt. Like you said, heavyweight fight but the guys on the other side may be the ones that tip the pendulum one way or the other based on if one guy can really claim an edge in that
1: matchup. That's why it's so important for the chargers that Mike Williams is out there because he's the big play guy for the chargers. Like he, he's the guy that you can throw it up to and he, he can go up and get it. He can make that play. You know, you hear the 50, 50, you know, jump ball receiver type. Yeah. Mike Williams is more like an 80, 20 jump ball receiver guy. I mean, with, with his size, his athleticism, his ability to track the football, like there's not many guys that do it better than he does. And, you know, he's been desperately missed in this Chargers offense. So would really love to see him play in this very pivotal matchup for the Chargers. The next matchup I'm kind of looking at here is the two speed demons for the the Miami Dolphins. Of course, yeah. that's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle against The Chargers secondary, you know, Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, it's really going to be important that the Chargers, one, keep the roof over the coverage and not let those guys beat you deep and make sure that they tackle. The Chargers are one of the worst tackling teams in the league. It's really, really bad. And then against those two guys, you have to make your tackles. You got to get them on the ground because once they get started, they can go and they can take it to the house in a blink of an eye.
0: Oh, I felt like the Spider-Man pointing meme here talking about bad tackling because it killed. The, it's killed the Dolphins in some games, whether it's trying to tackle Justin Fields scrambling down the field or trying to tackle Debo Samuel this past weekend. So I, I feel Chargers pain <laughs> there, and I know every Dolphins fan does. Um, and, and as I think about matchups, um, another one when the Chargers have the ball that is of interest to me is Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips against – it is Jamari Sawyer playing left tackle right now. Correct. correct? Yes. And, and then whoever is playing that right tackle spot in the effort to finish, you know, there's been this whole big debate for dolphins fans this season about pressure versus sacks and they've been getting high pressures, but they haven't been finishing plays. And early in the season before they traded for Bradley Chubb, a lot of that was because, well, we're down Nick Needham in the secondary we're down Byron Jones in the secondary. So we got to play more soft zone coverage Sure. and we're blitzing to try and get home. But the quarterback is, identifying where the, his free completions are underneath because you're bringing yeah, hot extra read, body. Right? Yeah. Yep. So that's changed a little bit and, and you've seen more success in finishing some of these negative plays, but that has to come in my mind off the edges, especially if you see Corey Lindsley back and, and, you know, Christian Wilkins is an excellent player. That's a kind of another heavyweight battle between those two guys on the inside. But I think that the damage can really be done. If you can collapse the pocket kind of in Justin's peripheral vision or you might have a better chance of catching him, not feeling it develop. And then you have all this length and explosiveness with these two big guys to try and bring him down. So that, that pass rush for me is a critical component of this game for Miami.
1: Oh, it definitely, it's, it's going to impact everything. And unfortunately for the chargers, the last several games, they they've given up 20 plus pressures and, and multiple sacks. And it's just, it's, you can't really ask a, a backup offensive line to be able to protect as, as much, as, you know, it's required for Justin Herbert to really be able to decipher down the football field and make his decisions because the Chargers running game has been almost non-existent. It's, you know, it's been something where they get behind in ball games and then they have to throw to catch up and they abandon the run. And of course, part of that protection is being able to run the football and keep the defense on their toes. And so that is going to be very important in in this game to pay attention to, especially on the right side. I think Jamari Sawyer at left tackle has played just outstandingly well considering the circumstance. I mean, he's a sixth round rookie that has given up four sacks and 440 plus pass blocking snaps, uh, which is fantastic. I mean, you can't ask for much more stepping in for an all pro and Rashawn Slater who got injured earlier in the year and has, has been out for the entire season. So, yeah, they're going to have to help a lot on that right side. I mean, if Trey Pipkins can't go, it'll probably be Foster Serrell, who, you know, he, he's okay, but there's going to be a lot of chips and a lot of help to that side specifically to try to, to try to make sure that those guys don't wreck the football game, especially also Melvin Ingram, too. I mean, former Charger alert, former friend alert there. He's got six sacks. He's just seems like this guy doesn't age. He's, he's having a fantastic season, and yes. you know, we know very, very well what Melvin Ingram is capable of doing. So if the Chargers want to be able to move the ball and be able to score points, which they're going to have to if they want to keep competitive in this football game, they got to protect Justin and allow him just to get that extra second to be able to get the ball down the field.
0: The last matchup that I have my eyes, well, there's a lot of matchups I have my eyes on if I'm being honest, but the last one that I did want to make sure that we mentioned here, at least on my side, uh, is Mike McDaniel versus his own temptation. Okay. The the Dolphins ran the ball for almost 200 yards against the Cleveland Browns in week 10. And in the two games since, they've ran the ball for a combined 99 yards in 120 minutes. And they, I believe they were credited with running the ball eight times against the 49ers.
1: The Chargers would love that. Please, please. Yes. Do
0: right. So I, I've, I've crunched, I crunched the numbers on yesterday's episode since week three for for the Chargers and I'm seeing you know it's just about 170 rushing yards a game. It's been, yeah. it's been tough sledding. So Ugly. Uh, Mike McDaniel, um, I, he's very much a prescriber of the idea of you throw to score and you run to win, right? But I think the Dolphins will need to play a more balanced offensive attack. I understand you have these two pro bowl potential all pro caliber speed demons on the outside and waddle and Hill. And they're amongst the league's leaders in receiving categories top to bottom. But as far as being balanced, especially with how the Chargers have struggled to stop the run to this point, Jeff Wilson has been a great infusion into the offensive backfield. And I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice to play an unbalanced game because you might look up and it's the end of the game and you've got 19 minutes time of possession, which is what they had against the 49ers. And you don't want to live in that world again. So uh, that for me would be the last matchup is Mike McDaniel versus himself and the urge he has to throw the football uh, to, to try to attack that uh, at least at this point in the season, statistical soft spot in the Chargers defense.
1: Oh it's without a without a doubt. I mean like I said, I mean from the Chargers perspective we would love, love love for the Miami Dolphins to just throw all day because the Chargers pass defense is actually it's decent. You know, I think they're around 12th or 13th in the league as far as that's concerned, but we we know they're they're close to dead last and historically bad against the run. I mean giving up over 5.5 yards per carry, it has plagued the Chargers all season long for a myriad of different reasons, injuries, The, you know, lack of good edge play, you know, the linebackers not flowing properly, the missed tackles. I mean, there's a million different reasons why, um, but the Chargers can't stop the run to save their life. And so if the Dolphins go into the, into this game saying, I'm just going to throw it, throw it, throw it, that's leading right into the Chargers, you know, supposed strength of their defense.
0: We got to talk uh, closing thoughts and we got to talk final predictions here. But before we do got to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports. We have it all at BetOnline. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Or It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That online where the game starts and anybody who has listened to at least me for any period of time and I assume everybody on the On network loves built bars the way that I love built bars but I don't want to assume uh, but we got to talk about the new flavors over at built.com cookie dough topper coconut brownie bar coconut brownie topper white chocolate peppermint granola. It's built steak on a granola bar. So it's more filling, but still insanely tasty. And then they also have the candy cane brownie puff. These people are not messing around with these flavors. They are outstanding. They're revolutionizing nutrition as well with hundred percent real chocolate, 17 grams of protein and shockingly low sugar and calories. Their bars are less than 150 calories a piece. It's a life hack. Everybody loves a good life hack. So built. It's the, it's the next one. If you haven't tried, you need to try. Uh, and this this magical, wonderful time of year, you're probably going to want to try a few of their magical, wonderful tasting protein bars. Get 15% off your order right now using code locked on at built.com. That is promo code locked on 15 at built.com. Okay, David. Uh, home team. So you get to choose, do you want first or second prediction? And then any final thoughts that you may have as we get ready to, to shut down this crossover Thursday.
1: All right, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go first just because this is a home game for the chargers, uh, you know, a game that got flexed into uh, Sunday night football there. Uh, I think this is is going to be seven primetime games on. I don't know. They'll probably get flexed out against the the, the Colts later on in the season. But if it stands right now, I mean, it's seven primetime games for the Chargers. And can they get a win? I mean, that's the big thing. It's obviously extremely important to them. They have to win either one of these next two games against the Dolphins or against the Titans to really put themselves in any kind of position to win. Unfortunately for the Chargers, I just don't feel like it's going to happen. Uh, I just feel like the Chargers are so injured and, I don't know if they're going to be able to match points with the Dolphins which you know it ma- makes me sad to have to say I, th- I think the Dolphins are probably going to win this one. I do think it's going to be close cuz that's all the the, the Chargers play. That's all play. we know. Yeah, that's all <laughs> they play is close games. They, they keep it close and that's because of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's fantastic. I mean, he he really elevates everyone around him and he really tries to put the entire team on his back. But that's why the Chargers can't win cuz they just don't have enough balance and they can't stop the run to save their life. So, I feel like it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be somewhat high scoring. Uh, I think I'm going to go 34, 31, but unfortunately with the Dolphins taking the win.
0: Yeah, I know over at Ben online, the, uh, the game total for this was, I believe 52 points and the safest thing I can tell you is smash the over yeah. of 52 points in yes. this game. Uh, I, you know, I, I generally agree with, with kind of your perspective, David, uh, it's going to be a heart attack inducing game. I'm sure there's going to be blow for blow. There's going to be big plays. Yeah. There's going to be yards. It's who can avoid the negative play in crunch time, uh, who can protect the ball best and, and who can you know establish the best balance offensively. And I think that for me is you've seen flashes from Miami. Uh, yeah. I know the, the Chargers have uh, really balanced play from Austin Eckler, but it's balanced in Receiving yards and rushing yards with about this is like 550 a piece or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's been a huge, huge, huge impact. But I think Miami has had some experience against big play quarterbacks thus far this season, like Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen. And they've zoned those teams up and they've made them nickel and dime their way down the field. And then they try to bow up and play Ben, don't break defense. And I, and I think that you will see that maybe one more time than the chargers are able to do it. Uh, My prediction coming in was, was 31 27. So we're right in the same ballpark, Uh, but a bounce of the ball could send this thing either way. And it's going to be a very thrilling 60 minutes for both sides. And uh, um, I would just like the record to state that I would love to see the chargers make the playoffs because I love that this 2020 quarterback class has the elements that it does with these guys and Joe Burrow, obviously they're playing at such a high level offensively. Justin Herbert with the early start that he had. And Dolphins fans, I think, you know, that there's this perceived rivalry between these two teams. But I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans that feel for Justin Herbert because the situation that he's worked with this season yeah. mirrored a lot of what Tua Valoa had early in his career, where you knew the weapons, you didn't have a full complement around you. We had to play hurt for a stretch of this season with, with Justin and, and the ribs, mm-hmm. the offensive line being banged up and not giving you the protection that you deserve. Uh, So so we're not so different. You and I chargers and dolphins fans. And I I hope we, um, we all have a a safe, healthy game. I hope it's entertaining. And and David, who knows, maybe we get to do another one of these down here in in January at some point. That'd be a little bit of fun.
1: Don't you think I would love it? I would love to see that happen. That would mean that the chargers played really, really good football to close up the season and they were able to sink their way in. That would be really nice.
0: Well, let's let's hope it happens. I'm rooting for it. I know you are as well. We hope everybody enjoyed today's discussion here on the Locked On Network Crossover Thursday. Make sure for all your Chargers news, you hit subscribe to Locked On Chargers. For all your Dolphins news, you hit subscribe to Locked On Dolphins. And check out all the great podcasts we have on the Locked On Network. It is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. So with David, I am Kyle. Thanks for stopping by this Crossover Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the game on Sunday night. And make sure you tune into Locked On Chargers and Locked On Dolphins for the aftermath.